It is Free Talk Live, and you are welcome to join us, as you always are, because we're here doing this thing seven nights per week live. That means it is the Live Sunday edition, and with you in the studio, as usual, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Well, it's happened. Facebook apparently is now calling for regulations and uh, just i just heard about this tonight we were all surprise surprise the uh, the local libertarian meetup that happens uh, weekly here in beautiful Keene, new hampshire and uh, one of the guys who was there mentioned that this uh, just hit the news and sure enough here's the story from the bbc mark zuckerberg that is the ceo of facebook one of the founders of facebook for those that don't know <laughs> is uh, now demanding that the government or governments get involved in regulating social media because he couldn't do it without him. Well, um, yeah, right. Uh, well, he he can't regulate the other social media without them, oh. uh, and that's what he wants mm-hmm. to do. So, back in 1971, I believe they made uh, broadcast advertising illegal for cigarettes, and the cigarette companies actually had a hand in this. Um, the really? reason was is that they didn't want the, uh, the they didn't want to spend all this money on broadcast, so they all just kind of agreed. Hey, all right, let's, let's just make it illegal for all of us because huh. they could not get you know you, you couldn't get uh, just because somebody would always break weak if you've got four gas stations sitting on the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the guy with the lowest price is likely to get the most amount of customers that come to his gas station. It's hard to form a cartel right. when someone's always breaking it. So right. you get the government to step in and just make broadcast illegal for cigarettes, and then you've got that. Basically, you got your regulation. There you go. Wham bam. Keep your competitors in line. Right, and then uh, all the the health nuts they're they're thinking, well, the government's doing us a favor. No, this is the tobacco company didn't want that. In an op-ed published in the Washington Post, Facebook's chief says the responsibility for monitoring harmful content, and I would pull the posts. Uh, his editorial or whatever, op-ed, I'd pull it up, but Washington Post wants money out of me, so we'll just go with the BBC summary of of this. Anyway, uh, he says, the responsibility for monitoring harmful content is too great for firms alone. That's right. The billions of dollars that Facebook brings in in revenue every single year or whatever it is, you know, I don't know what the the amounts are, but it's large. Uh, They have billions of users, as I understand it. Apparently that just that's not good enough. We need the government to uh, get involved and help them out. How is that going to help? Because even a few weeks ago with the New Zealand shooting, they had trouble keeping the videos offline. And now, if the government mandates, you know, some sort of censorship, how are they, auto, you know, miraculously going to be able to keep censored content offline? No. Now they just got the government the doesn't actually. I mean, Facebook has to do all the work yeah, anyway. They don't help this, anything. This isn't about Facebook monitoring facebook this is about facebook monitoring the other social media um you know he doesn't want to lose his regulating not monitoring he wants them controlled and so maybe they would add some government paperwork to all the processes and make it even more difficult right uh, everybody's always predicting the demise of facebook right Mm -hmm. um you know oh friendster and myspace and you know nothing stays on top forever it's almost inevitable just the long you know what does what the government? Once, once it's oh. once it's regulated, <laughs> squad. Once it's regulated, mm-hmm. then you have a much better chance of staying on top because in a, a, too big a, to fail. Right. Mm-hmm. Facebook wants to remain too big to fail. Well, uh, and again, there are some people on both the left and the far right that uh, have been calling for Facebook's regulation as a public utility. 
that they want it to be considered a thing that you have a right to instead of it being just a like a business that is running a website that can decide its rules. Yeah, I really don't like Facebook's rules. I've got to say that. I mean, you know, the way that Facebook handles information and stuff, it bothers me. Well, making them into a utility isn't going to make that any better. Once the government's involved, it's not going to get any better. Well, there's, there's members in the tech community that want that done for the entire Internet as a whole. Because it's so ubiquitous. To turn the internet into a utility? Into a utility, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the phone service or cable service so that it is then there for all. And they think that it will remove the last mile problem getting it out to rural areas because now it's a utility. The government has to provide that service to people out there. Great. So make it so everybody else has to subsidize all the people who decided they wanted to live out in the middle of the woods. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So he calls for new laws in four areas, harmful content, election integrity, privacy, and data portability. It comes two weeks after a gunman used the site to live stream his attack on a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand, which we covered extensively here. Uh, Zuckerberg wrote, quote, lawmakers often tell me we have too much power over speech, and frankly, I agree. Adding that Facebook was, quote, creating an independent body so people can appeal our decisions about what is posted and what is taken down. An ombudsman. Hmm. He also describes a new set of rules he would like to see enforced on tech companies. These new regulations should be the same for all websites, he says, so that it's easier to stop the, quote, harmful content. Equality for all. From spreading quickly across platforms. So what does he want, asks the BBC. In brief, Zuckerberg calls for the following things. Point. Common rules that all social media sites need to adhere to. 140 that, characters. That he will then that he'll write. write. <laughs> uh, enforced by third-party bodies, which I presume means the government, to control the spread of harmful content. And again, who decides what harmful content is? Uh, Sounds that, like censorship across the board. Yeah, it does sound like that, doesn't it? Another point. All major tech companies to release a transparency report every three months to put it on par with financial reporting. So generate more paperwork. (laughs) Right. Uh, Hire more people to generate more paperwork. Oh, what's that? You can't afford it because you're a small upstart company. I guess you just can't be social media. You can't be social media. (laughs) Stronger laws around the world. too. Well, now that's an interesting. Before we go on here, Mark, you brought up Steam it. And a lot of of listeners don't know what that is because it doesn't have the name recognition of... Uh, Facebook, but it is basically a decentralized uh, social media platform that is blockchain based, essentially. Sure. And I use it occasionally. I still use it, um, uh, yeah, on occasion. And it's a, it's good at what it does. It's just you know, it's not Facebook size, right? Sure. Like it's not that it's not to that size. And uh, Steam it, I suspect, isn't organized in the United States, or at least it doesn't have to be. So. You know, I would hope that Steemit wouldn't be following whatever these rules are. If the federal government comes down with these regulations, I would hope that they would just say, what are you going to do about it? Like the Pirate Bay? Yeah, we're going to do whatever we want. It's blockchain, baby. You can't target <laughs> how, us. Yeah, how would that work for decentralized social media, right? Because if They yeah, they can would, target the Steemit.com website because that, to some extent, has a well, central location. That's just a domain, though. But that's just one of what could be many domains yeah. that can tap into the same blockchain. Yeah. So even what what is the the Twitter clone or Mastodon? Mastodon. Yeah. yeah. Even that. Right. They, there's more than one branch of Mastodon that Correct. you could use and aggregate the same content. Yeah. So even if they go after Mastodon, right, like kind of like a Hydra, they right? can't. They can't go after Mastodon. There's thousands of Mastodon. But now servers. there's going to be rules. Eat and it, regulations. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Eat it. 
But these rules and regulations cover Mastodon. In theory. In, in theory, yeah. they would, yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Mastodon creators are based in Europe, so they probably would obey this stuff. But who knows? Uh, they do seem to be pretty dedicated to decentralization, so maybe okay. they wouldn't. Um, let's go on. More with uh, what he's demanding here from the governments. He says he wants stronger laws around the world to protect the integrity, I know he does. <laughs> integrity of elections with common standards for all websites to identify political actors. I still don't understand. Can, can somebody call in and tell me exactly what the Russians did to hack the United States election? I mean, they bought some ads, yeah, allegedly. Ads that's what I think they did. That's is not bought hacking. some ads on Facebook, that's right? Not, that's not hacking. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Are you telling me that? The Russians cannot, like the Russian government isn't allowed to buy ads that talk about the United States. Can they buy ads about anything? Well, well foreign foreign entities aren't supposed to contribute finances to U.S. politics. That's, like, that's not contributing. It's that's buying just buying ads. advertising. True. But and it, what, the issue, of course, is with pay, Facebook. So it's, there's nothing illegal about Russian people or Russian governments or whatever buying, uh, of course, governments are just people, but Russian people buying advertising to support one candidate or another it's social but engineering it may be illegal for facebook to accept it i'm not sure you know what all the rules are as far as fec regulations i, I didn't realize this was an infringement on my uh, liberties but are you, you're telling me then that i cannot buy ads for a particular russian candidate um that appear on facebook in russia whatever that whatever the uh, social media is. i don't know what the rules are in russia so i wouldn't tell you that but well, I, I just i guess uh, the This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want here. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Hey, uh, don't forget, you can catch us over on our Twitch channel, over at twitch.lrn.fm. Things got a little interesting uh, last night toward the end of the show where we thought we had... A female caller who was like a big star on Twitch. She has three million uh, followers on Twitch, which is a video Very game exciting. Yeah, video game streaming platform. But it turns out she was actually not that person. She was an imposter, somebody who was masquerading as though she were this uh, this Twitch star. And uh, and then uh, we were actually the Discord server was was what I would call raided by this group of very nasty individuals who she appeared to have been in, involved with uh, encouraging them to show up. But wasn't nasty at all. <laughs> she was very nice, yeah. uh, but uh, her associates were were not so nice. So we had to we had to set a lot of people into the toxic category last night. I think that's uh, great. You, you know, yeah. you can look, kids. You can play around here, but you gotta go to the, the you know to the, go to the dungeon with James, right? <laughs> Hang out there. Her <laughs> call was on par with Cobra Commander from back in the day. Like those no, good, hell no, no good way. crank calls. She no no she yeah, wasn't. She yeah, she no. wasn't. I mean, she was. She was a, just calling about K-pop. That wasn't a real. That wasn't a crank call. Uh, yeah. That wasn't a character. I mean, she was in, she impersonating, was impersonating a the person. Yeah. But she was just impersonating a Twitch. You know, right? Twitch Nobody chick. knows who that is. Everybody True. knows who Cobra Commander okay. is. Right? Cobra. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, some people know who this uh, this young lady, uh, Pokimane, was her her name. I yes. mean, she's three million people. She got three million followers. That's that's nothing 
to shake a stick at, right? Like, that's pretty impressive. Sure, that's, but she's Twitch famous. That's different. But that's that's the kind of person who will get recognized in the streets. Like, she has enough followers. A lot of these YouTubers with a million-plus followers, like uh, some of the pranksters, like Vitaly uh, sure. ZDTV, he, tr- he can't prank as easily because he's so well-known. Because yeah. people know who he is. Even though he's got a million subscribers, probably millions more have seen his videos at some point. It's like Tom Green and Sasha Baron Cohen as soon as they got popular. So head on over to our Twitch channel at twitch.lrn.fm. You can follow us there and then do us a favor. Share out the fact that you're watching our Twitch on your social media. So that will hopefully get some more eyes and ears on the ideas of freedom. As we continue here talking about somebody who does not care about freedom, his name's Mark Zuckerberg. He is the CEO of Facebook, and in a recent op-ed for the Washington Post, he calls for regulation of social media. And in fact, uh, and again, I have not read his actual statement, but there's a lot of uh, summaries of it here. So this is, this is from the BBC. He says he wants stronger laws around the world to protect the integrity of elections with common standards for all websites. Now, does that mean all websites or all social media websites? Well, I'm Uh, sure it's any website that he can have regulated. Right. So this may be extending beyond uh, just his competitors. Well, I can can hear uh, Zuckerberg's frustration here. Hmm. Look, look. Somebody bought some ads. We that's what we do. We sell ads. If, right. If uh, you're if somebody, our product, we sell you. As uh, if somebody called me um, and said, "Mark, I want to buy. Uh, Mark, I want. I wish to buy some ads." <laughs> I think that's like Transylvanian. Fine. Uh, fine. The Transylvanian <laughs> blah, blah, uh, wing blah, blah. of the ah. of, of the, the KGB. <laughs> they call. He calls in and uh, says he wants to buy some ads and he has some uh, he has a little bit of an accent. You know what I mean? And, and like, what would I know? Uh, all right, you could buy some ads. Can I pay in rubles? No, you can pay in crypto. <laughs> Um, so I'm sure that they would have that whole, the Russian government would have the, uh, the ability to spend some of that, uh, sweet cheddar that they earn on RT <laughs> to, uh, but if you put the ad on ads. the air, right. And well, that's the violation. That's my job is to put the ad on the air. If it's for, and if it's for a political candidate, am I supposed to vet this person? Oh, he had an accent. That, that's what, uh, I mean, that's what this is all about? Well, they're saying they want all websites, or Zuckerberg says he wants the government to force all websites to, quote, identify political actors. It's a quote from the BBC. I don't know if he wrote that exactly, but... Identify how? Well, so example would be uh, RT's channel now on YouTube. When you go to RT, which stands for Russia Today, uh, there's a little byline beneath the video window that says something like, this channel's funded by the Russian government. Oh, okay. And there are other channels that have uh, subsequently been identified as, oh, this is a, uh, you know, the BBC. I don't know if it's applying to BBC, but it should be there as well, you would think. Right. Um, so BBC these, is definitely right. a foreign actor. Right. So that's what they're talking about here. And then how that would, how would that work on uh, Facebook? Maybe they would be required to show beneath an advertisement that this advertisement was placed by, you know, the Russian government or something like so that. So the Russian government buys a U.S. subsidy company. To run the ads through. That's how you do it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Kick the can down the road a little further. Laws, uh, here, so this is more from the laundry list, the summary the BBC has provided of what it is that Zuckerberg wants from politicians, from the the government goons. He says he also wants laws that not only apply to candidates and elections, but also other, quote, diverse, excuse me, divisive political issues, unquote, and for laws to apply outside of official campaign periods. 
So basically hmm. expand campaign advertising regulations to all the time, even if there's not a campaign well, there is a, going on. The thing is that there's always a campaign. always running for president. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the one that everybody's worried about. He I wants, just, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just seen a story that said, um, I think this, uh, this campaign cycle is going to have more primaries held before the year 2020 than any time else in the past. So they're even they're even opening up the the campaign window mm-hmm. further than it's ever been in the past. That's true because uh, every time a state sets an earlier primary, New Hampshire always has to set its before that state. It's statutorily mandated in New Hampshire that New Hampshire be the first primary. Right. We don't care whether uh, everybody's warned that the primary is coming. We care whether our primary is first. See, and I never understood how that would work if another state passed the, the same, same statute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then you're like you're a, you're a race to what you yeah. know? Well, how early can you actually have it? The for Secretary it to of State keeps on getting reappointed based almost entirely on this uh, really? re- reality. I mean, the, okay. you know, that's what his thing is: is that he's going to make sure that New Hampshire's first. And so everybody's like, "Well, we don't like this guy, but <laughs> but he has our back." So he also wants new industry-wide standards to control how political campaigns use data to target voters online. Which means that he gets to write the standards that will then be forced on his competition. He's also got in- immediate knowledge of how that works because that's, that's how Facebook targets ads anyway. More countries. He says he wants to adopt privacy laws like the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR, which came into force last year and has been one of the most annoying things to ever happen to the Internet. Did you know this website accepts cookies? Right. Every <laughs> damn site with these cookies notifications the reason why you see that folks is because of the gdpr this european regulation that mandated this behavior of websites and so most website operators are just like well we know it's only mandated in europe but eh, we'll just apply it to the whole world it's the same as the catalytic converter in california but yeah. basically you know once it's uh, mandated in a large enough market then you just got to do it for everybody. and some of them are so invasive to where when you go to a site it'll pop it up and like blur the rest of the site so you can't do anything until you click past uh, the cookies notice. Even uh, worse on mobile. It's basically an extra click to get into every website of the world. They've yep. just wasted everyone's time with extra clicking because of this. So this is what Zuckerberg says. We need all around the world. Everyone should be doing this. 855 450 free. And there's more of his demands coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart, fund your account, select your discount, and save. SaveItPurse.com. Save ATPurse.com. It's Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition of the show. You dial toll-free. Join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin-related, whether it's the latest news headlines or engaging with the community on their Bitcoin forum. You can do all those things and more, like choosing a Bitcoin wallet, buy some Bitcoin, and find out where you can spend your Bitcoin 
over at Bitcoin.com. They've also got the Bitcoin.com Academy. For those of you who are brand new to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you can get started there over at Bitcoin.com. They've got games over there, too. You can play games with your Bitcoin. That's right. Uh, and I, maybe we'll talk more about that coming up in future they're, episodes. They're actually revamping the, uh, the, the that, that portion, too. They'll be, uh, you know, be more robust, more games to play. All right, cool. Looking forward to announcing that nice. once it's ready. As we continue, we'll take your calls and thoughts. And then more of what Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, would like to bring to every other social media platform by force. We'll get into that coming up here. Your calls and thoughts. Welcome. Let's talk to Robbie calling us from New Hampshire and watching on YouTube. Go ahead, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. You're Robbie. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Robbie. Robbie, Richie Rich. LRN.FM. Bye-bye. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Threats are not allowed here on Free Talk Live. And since the uh, police departments aren't doing anything about it, we'll just hit the dump button. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. Let's continue. This person is Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live, listening online. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, there's uh, one issue about the suicide prevention uh, business, if you call it whatever, uh, that is a violation of the non-aggression principle. And the that suicide prevention we, business? Yeah, whatever you call it. You know, I mean, the bureaucrats, uh, the suicide prevention technique, there is one facet of that. Well, I'm not sure that I understand. Hold on, before you go on, are you talking about like a hotline? Somebody running a hotline? What, what else or, are we talking about? Or the about? first responders. So police. Yeah, there's one one of be. the things that is a clear violation of the non-aggression principle, and that is when they physically force people into a vehicle and bring them to a hospital or a mental institution for an evaluation. And then, uh, in some cases, they get drugged against their will. And these are clear violations of the non-aggression principle. Yeah, I and, think that this uh, is a difficult one, um, uh, Tom, because, you know, when, when you're talking about mental health, sometimes it seems like People need a you need to violate the non-aggression principle to handle mental health issues. Um, you know, sometimes people aren't in their right minds. I don't really know how to handle that one in particular, but I've I can tell you I've been in a situation where a crazy person was around and they had a gun and they needed to be handled. And we did our very best to handle the situation. But, you know. At some point, if the, if that had gone on for, uh, you know, if it goes on for many, many, many days, then why should I be handling it? At some point or another, just t- turn it over to somebody else. I'm sick of it. What what I'm getting at, though, is I went to a presentation at the high school okay. recently, and most of it was pretty good stuff about how to deal with the underlying issues. And uh, they spoke of the importance of having an open and honest conversation. But then at the end of the discussion period... Well, you know, I also brought up what about if the person is 18 and refuses to go to the hospital, and they they have that they call it implied consent, <laughs> which is an outrageous name when somebody that is, is funny. screaming, uh, "Let me go!" K- kicking and screaming, and scre- "Let me go!" And they are somehow implying that they're consenting. But uh, I I came up with a different approach this time, okay. and I'd like to share it with everybody. And that Please. is, I said, well. On 7 February 1985, DEA Special Agent Enrique Camarena was kidnapped outside the United States Consulate in Guadalajara, Jalisco. Five goons jumped him. They grabbed him, forced him into a vehicle, and 
took him to a house where he was held against his will, and they tortured him to death for two days, during which time he became unconscious, and they didn't want him to end his suffering just yet by dying, so they had a doctor drug him to bring him back so they could torture him even longer and make him suffer even longer. Sure. And if you wonder who could possibly be so wicked, just look at standard procedure here when somebody is suspected of this uh, Orwellian thought crime called suicide ideation. Goons grab him, force him into a vehicle, they take him to a mental institution, pretending to think that that's going to brighten up his day and make him glad to be alive. (laughs) They don't want him to end his... They don't want him to end his suffering just yet. Mm. By dying, they drug him. And look at the success stories when they ask the hostage, do you want to get committed or do you feel better now? Most of them say they feel better. You can't argue with success stories like that. Right, because they want to go home. If you want to know why somebody didn't go and get help, the answer might be right there in capital letters on your license plate. You know, don't forget this is New Hampshire, where the license plates say live free or die in capital letters. <laughs> so, you know, the reason they didn't go get help what might very well be the attitude of live free or die. They're not going to uh, accept the clear and present danger of being locked up and drugged. So aren't most, comparing it to... Uh, aren't and, most suicides... And, but, but are most suicides, they, they don't go through with it um, again. So they, like more than 90% of people try suicide, that attempt suicide, attempt it once. And hmm. then they don't do, uh, ever attempt it again. Can, can we talk well, about the morality of the non-aggression principle for just a minute? Because it comes up in almost every outrageous hypothetical situation when uh, people try to pin, you know, libertarians or voluntarists down on the... Uh, advocacy of the non-aggression principle. And that is, you still have to take responsibility for your actions. So you, your claim is that when they tackle and you know bring them in and drug the suicidal individual, it is a violation of the non-aggression principle, which is absolutely correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you are an advocate for and uh, adherent to the non-aggression principle, that doesn't mean you're never able to violate it. It just means that upon violation, you take responsibility for the, uh, you know, for what comes next, for the outcome of that. And if the person, you know, is upset that you kidnapped them and drugged them um, and wants to hold you accountable for the kidnapping and the drugging, well, then you have to take responsibility for that. Um, If they're thankful and grateful that you, you know, prevented them from killing themselves and now they live a long and happy and prosperous life outside of the depression of suicide, um, well, then you take responsibility for that as well. So it's not that the non-aggression What would it look principle- like, I mean, in your mind, uh, Richie, where you've got a, a suicidal person, they haven't threatened anybody else, sure. they're just, you know, threatening themselves, and uh, people who obviously they care about this person, they would prefer they not, you know, commit the suicide, so people get called in, they get taken away to, you know, a crazy ward for some amount of time while they're observed, and, you know, hopefully sure. they don't kill themselves while they're there and all that, um, and then later on they get out and they're upset. They've been in there for a few days and they are, you know, they're not crazy enough to kill themselves now. So they've been they've been released or whatever, but they're angry. They, they have lost their, their three days. And what yeah. what's the appropriate uh, response there? What's the appropriate? How does that work out in your mind uh, in a free it, society? Well, in my mind, well, then then they would take it arbitration. Right. I mean, that's that seems well, to be the, the judicial recourse 
uh, in a free society mm-hmm. absent state court systems is they go like, I was kidnapped and drugged, you know, be, beyond my wishes without my consent. Mm-hmm. Um, I demand to be made whole again. And then a third party would decide. Now, if I was the third party, um, I would likely decide in favor of the suicidal person. Simply and then you would you give know, them some amount of... Uh, Can I point something out? Go ahead. Okay. And that is I think another comparison I didn't get a chance to mention is in Mexico, it was the drug lords that are out to make more money, of course. And that's why they did that to the DEA agent in 1985. In the United States, it's the drug companies that want to make more money. Mm-hmm. And that's why they support forced hospitalization. And this, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, people saying that it's the drug companies that are out to keep people locked up. Could be. Drugs. Tom, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. I want to continue with this you know, scenario. What would things be like without the government's system as we know it when you're dealing with a person who's suicidal? Uh, that's... They wanted to kill themselves, but you stopped them from doing that and violated the non-aggression principle. We'll find out more about it coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free to join us here if you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, the live Sunday edition of the program. Continuing with the uh, with you in the studio is Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We got the AMP program, and that is where Sid is a Free Talk Live silver amplifier. Silver meaning Sid's contributing five bucks a month. Thanks, Sid. To yeah, thanks for the uh, for the AMP program, which is advertise, market, promote. The idea is that five bucks we take it in, combine it together with five bucks from a few other folks, and then we will do things like Use it to reach out to new radio stations to get Free Talk Live on the air or help us pay for the new Free Talk Live clips that uh, we've been putting out for the last two months. We just finished our second full month of basically daily clips of the video feed of the show aggregated or added to with like photos and things like that. So it spices up the, the video, make it more interesting than just us sitting here talking. Uh, those clips are now available, and that's thanks to the AMP, AMP dollars as well. So the idea is anything that can help us get the ideas of freedom out there to more people, that's what the AMP program is designed to do. And you get some cool perks if you're an amplifier, like access to the supporters chat rooms on our Discord server. There's the AMP only Facebook group and more. Get all the details over at amp.freetalklive.com, A-M-P, amp.freetalklive.com. As we continue, we'll take your calls and thoughts more on uh mark zuckerberg plus actually before we get to the next call i want to make sure we finish up this scenario uh richie that you were talking about sort of the idea of how uh the violation of the non-aggression principle which is this kind of the bedrock principle of libertarianism the idea that you shouldn't be using aggressive force against anybody true and uh that's kind of the the one prohibition of libertarianism so uh, what happens in the situation where you have used aggressive force, meaning specifically we were talking about a suicidal person, somebody that uh, you might know, for instance, family member, friend, somebody who may be a danger to themselves. And uh, you have to have you feel like you have to have men with guns or you know professionals come and take that person against their will. Because they want to kill themselves, yes, uh, against their will, and check them in against their will into a mental health facility. You said after that, if that person wants to get some sort of compensation, that they should. I think so. Uh, so basically, all somebody has to do is act suicidal, 
and then get put into a suicide ward uh, against their will, but they were just acting, and then they get to cash in later on because they spent three days on uh, you know, forced vacation at how many dollars a day? Like $10,000 a day? What's the appropriate amount of money per day that you've been forced against your will into a place? So I'm I'm a I'm a callous libertarian mm-hmm. if you want to call it that like you know I I do the anarchist experience so I I I take That's your on show. yeah so I take on the anarchist label um, but at the same time I don't anarchistexperience.com yeah um, just to throw it out there because I I know there's some discrepancies on on terminology mm-hmm. so I'll use them interchangeably depending on the audience um, but I am a callous libertarian I really don't care um, if you're suicidal because that has no impact on me or my life mm-hmm. well they could certainly leave a mess. They could, and if if that's the case, then that's no longer an aggressive act. That's a defensive act, uh, preventing the mess from occurring on your property. So I like you don't want them to blow their brains out against your living room in wall. my apartment, okay. right? Like I can throw them out onto the street and then you know mm-hmm. have at it. Well, usually the people that are most concerned about a suicide are the parents of the person who might be committing suicide. True. So yep. that's the person that or the lover, you know, like wife or whoever. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you know the 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 wife um, or you know whomever uh, has you know there's there's a claim, right? You made a contract. Mm-hmm. And that contract says you, you you entered into a contract, and that contract says that you're going to share wealth, You'll perform. Um, you're going to you yeah. know have certain deeds and these sorts. That's of things. That's an interesting modifier to this. What if it's your your wife who calls the cops on you, and you are the suicidal person? Do you then get to collect from her because you were violating the contract at that point, right? And again, that's that's a whole separate issue. <laughs> if if that were the case, though, I. I think in that circumstance, me as the victim, I wouldn't be seeking recourse against my wife, right? It would it would come it would become a scenario where I really well because you would have violated the the contract, so you couldn't get any recourse there. What about the road company? You said if you throw somebody out into the the street, then you don't have to worry about it. But what about whoever it is that owns the street? What if they don't want somebody to commit suicide on their street? Are they then within their rights to call the police and have that person removed? Yeah, we're talking about road companies as a private. Well, now entity. we're talking sure. about no one wants to have uh, someone commit suicide, with the exception well, of like some suicide could, room or something. You could buy property. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And, but uh, you could do it there. But Go for back the most to your part, house. But now, but now, I'm just trying to understand how this would would all play out uh, in this theoretical world that doesn't exist that we yeah. would all sort of like to see well, exist. Maybe it's about at some rights, point, but, and you do have the right to end your own life. However, but how? Uh, well, however you wish on your own property. <laughs> on your own property, I see. Well, I've seen people up here will go out in the middle of winter and just stay there outside until they're dead. Mm-hmm. You know, just die of exposure. Right. Um, that's Is that a, a thing? That's a way of suiciding? Um, yeah, Toby's uh, uh, like cousin or something did it uh, when we first showed up here. And it was, so it it was purposeful. It wasn't yes. like you got, they got too drunk and fell asleep in a snowbank. Well, that, that I'm sure alcohol plays a role. You get significantly drunk enough. Yeah. You go outside. You stay there. I mean, I don't know. That may or may not have been intentional. Either I way, know. I don't know the case. The, so the original scenario is someone prevents the suicide, the suicidal person from going through with the act. Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if you can get away with killing yourself on somebody else's property, like what do you care at that point? And you know, you're dead. You're dead. They're left to deal with it, but yeah. that's still on them. Um, if they try to prevent you from doing it, well, then like I said, that's you know becomes a rights violation scenario but me as the adjudicator if you prevent someone from you know killing themselves Mm -hmm. and they come back and say no i really wanted to do it i'm owed something for it um you know coming with the right to life is the right to die do you think then uh let's say it happens once and you get ten thousand dollars a day for every day that you are held against your will who in the world is what are you bill gates 
Okay, a thousand dollars a day, dude. I don't know what the a thousand dollars a day. Okay, I don't know what, what people. I are mean, doing. the guy works at he's a he's a fry cook at McDonald's. I mean, he's not worth a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars. Just because a day, maybe. forty dollars a day. Wait a minute. Just because you get paid a certain amount doesn't mean that that's actually what you're worth. I mean, some people would say a life is worth a lot more than forty forty bucks or whatever. Well, they do so, do economic calculations on that. Yeah, yeah. Usually, well, what do you expect the amount would be? Uh, I I don't know that I couldn't give you. I, I okay, don't, I think right because somebody's going to say, and whether they're right or not is another question. But somebody's going to be like, "Well, yeah, that's what I get paid at my job, but my time and my you know I my value of life is so much higher. And even though I was suicidal, I now value life, and I really want to get you know paid well for I my guess, freedom being taken away from me. I guess he better not come to me as the arbiter. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to get to here is like, you know, you don't know what the amount would be. We don't know what these arbit- arbitrators would say. I'm, I'm ready to talk, talk about pres- numbers. Presumably okay, the well. first amount would be what it is. But then if the person goes off and does it again, do you think the arbitrator None. would be like, uh, yeah, you're not going to get any money because you keep you're trying to milk the system? True. And well, and at that point, too, at some point, you just let him cry wolf. Right. And see if he goes through with it. Right. If you're going to if you're going to pretend to commit suicide for financial gain, yeah, parents just- aren't willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's enough spoiled brats out there that are going to be like, I'm really going to do it, Mom! Mom, I'm going to do it this time! <laughs> look, look over here. Look, I'm about to do and, it. And then, and then the trigger like gets said, pulled. I'm the callous arbiter. He's dead. Right. Well, you, I, yeah, you don't care. The parents do. That's the kind of issue that we're yeah. dealing with here. And uh, yeah, I think the best bet is to say, look, if you can make it to the age of 30, you shiftless bum, you can make it to the age of 30, then I will give you x number of dollars right um and that's the best the parent can do that's not a bad scenario because then he they have to live long enough to collect, to collect. The money. yeah let's go to john he's calling us uh, from honolulu john you're on free talk live go ahead hi this correct uh, question is directed mostly to rich all right which government in history has lived in an anarchistic style for any length of time i'm going to say none and how did that <laughs> all right Be- well, because the the idea of government is antithetical to the ideas of uh of an anarchist society there, there are some uh well i mean yeah wasn't it, iceland pretty uh, anarchistic yeah at one i mean point? it wasn't a government but yeah they had they had uh societal rules and stuff so uh Cultural i think this is norms. this is one of the difficulties of for one this is the reason I never use that this term sure. because you get it, you get stuck into these conversations about well this can't possibly work and well it may very well but people will say the same about libertarianism as well though well libertarianism I can say look at the old west right there bam okay <laughs> you know the old uh, the, the you know, sheriff States, running the town old west well the duels the, at the high sheriff noon usually didn't show up until later okay. but the sheriff <laughs> just hasn't changed re- really just <laughs> um you know just just uh, controlled the keys to the jail so there were certain sets of rules and that kind of thing a judge would come by later but there wasn't police and uh, you know things things functioned all right mm-hmm. um what an the reason that they the, what the anarchist writers write is basically they want to see rules but not necessarily a ruling class and um i i don't know how that can function i don't know how that works necessarily but people should be allowed to try don't you think caller to, to try Yes, that's not. Uh, I'm not calling to to judge whether to try it or not to try it. The question, well, the follow up question. Stand by I- with that follow up question. We'll come back with John. Is this somebody you know, by the way? Yes. Okay. Uh, we're coming up here in moments. This is because you're also from Hawaii. Uh, more on the way. It is Free Talk Live. Hour two is next. 
This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. AgoristHosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agrist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar, and their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agoristhosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agoristhosting.com. We'll try it back. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free on this live Sunday edition. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms. Over at discord.lrn.fm. With you tonight, it's Ian. Richard Rich. And Mark. We're going back to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, In the first hour of the show, we did talk about some of what Mark Zuckerberg is demanding that the governments do, specifically regulate the social media world, maybe even all websites in general. We'll tell you more about it uh, because we didn't finish his list of things that he's demanding. Uh, so we'll get into that. Your calls and thoughts also welcome. In fact, that's where we're going back to right now is John in Honolulu, uh, where it is the early afternoon, if I'm not mistaken. And John, uh, you're back on Free Talk Live. I forget where we were going with the conversation. He had a follow-up question. Well, yeah. well I, I, had, I had asked if there had been a country that ah. had run under anarchism. I didn't know the answer. Right. And Rich mentioned he didn't know of one. Mm-hmm. And my follow-up question is, does that answer speak to the viability of anarchism? I, th- I think it was a question for oh, for Rich. So we'll let, let's let's end oh here. yeah, I'm going to say no because we we you know we evolve as a species and we move forward as a society, and you know the more freedom that society and individuals are allowed, the more we can progress toward a state um, where freedom is appreciated and demanded and granted. Um, so I think it's it the anarchist society is a natural evolution going forward even if it hasn't been done in the past i'm not an anarchist myself i am a voluntarist i believe all human interaction should be consensual but i also would like to see a society without a organized coercive institutional apparatus that we stateless you know currently know as the government uh, which of course are just criminals you know that are using violence and the threats of violence against people i think your question john is kind of like asking somebody hundreds of years ago the idea of, well, we've never had a society without slavery, so, you know, the idea that we shouldn't be able to have, I mean, the, the, to me... But who will pick the cotton? Right. To, to me, uh, rejecting the state at this point in our evolution, and I like that term, uh, is similar to rejecting slavery or chattel slavery back in the day. And most people did successfully reject slavery without having to go to war. It was only basically the United States sure. uh, that, that went to war over that issue. And, and the answer is is that it may... 
like maybe the answer that's true, right? Like, uh, so this is what the logical fallacy known as argument from ignorance. Um, be, uh, let's see, it has said for lack of evidence to the contrary is a fallacy of uh, informal logic. So um, because, you know, it hasn't existed, does that mean that it can't exist? And the answer is, I don't know. And the uh, reality is, is that we can't try. Right. Like if you attempt right to try um, here in the United States, if you attempt you buy a piece of land in the United States, you say, hey, uh, federal, state and local government, we're checking out. We're going to run our own little show in here. Goodbye. You will find people with guns uh, soon will be visiting. Maybe uh, tanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you just act like you've got your own little country and you're you're doing your own little thing out there and they'll they'll be there and they'll, they'll be there invade. with violence <laughs> because uh, they are an organization that claims for themselves a monopoly privilege on the use of violence. I don't know if this could work, but um, we, we don't know whether it could exist or not because there are people who actively violently will try to prevent it from uh, occurring. John? In Honolulu? I have no comment be- beyond my question and your answers at this point. All right. I'm, I'm grateful to have been allowed on the show. It's yeah. our pleasure. Thanks for the call Thank tonight. You. Appreciate uh, it. Call enjoy, back. Enjoy the weather. Uh, Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Let me ask you this uh, there, uh, young Richie Rich. Our token anarchist. Yeah. Uh, why in the world would you leave a place that's so gorgeous as uh, <laughs> Hawaii? I mean, it's one of the most wonderful places in the world, and here you are, you picked up and moved to the frozen tundra. By the way, we learned that was your former boss call- calling yeah. in from Hawaii. Okay. Yeah, hey, John. And, st- and still a good friend. <laughs> yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, to answer, to answer your question, Mark, I signed up for the Free State Project in 2007. Um, which is a libertarian migration. About the time I signed up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 2007? You, no, you guys were here by You'd have moved here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I got You'd my been dates here wrong. a year. I got my dates point. wrong. Sorry. Anyway, um, if you can get past the weather on both sides, mm-hmm. this is the because everybody asks me that, even you know, outside yep. of this. If you can get past the weather in Hawaii and you can get past the weather here, it is much easier to make a living and get by here. Really? Yeah, and is cost of living lower that much lower. Cost of living is a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, food and goods. Except for pineapple, that's probably cheap in Hawaii, right? Actually, no, I no. Think they take, yeah, pineapple. I think they take to the mainland. Maybe fresh pineapple. <laughs> and then ship I don't it know. back. Yeah, this is the thing. Back. So avocados are a big thing, right? Like my my childhood home had mm-hmm. a mango tree in the front yard and avocado Sweet. tree in the backyard. So we oh, had that's like good living. It is good living. Childhood home though. Yeah. Right. But you go to the supermarket and there's locally grown avocados. More expensive than the imports from California. Wow! And yet there's the buy local like mentality everywhere. Oh, and like, man. you guys well, are too why. expensive. <laughs> You're too expensive. Yeah. We have a dairy farm, and milk is ridiculous. You know, I, we got here to New Hampshire. We walked into Walmart to stock our fridge, <laughs> and milk was a buck fifty a gallon compared to ten bucks. No, really. My mom pays about ten bucks for a gallon of milk. So as soon as we walked in, I go, Holy I told mackerel. my wife, I was like, take a picture. Because we're sending this home. home. And my mom was blown away. And then I go, now look at the bottom. There's no sales tax. Right. So it's like buck fifty was a buck fifty. Got te- you got sales tax on food in Hawaii. Four point. It's, it's at the grocery t- store. It's technically a GE tax, so it covers everything. It's four point five some odd percent across wow. the board. Wow. Jeez. Right. I mean, even in Florida, they didn't have tax on grocery food. And there's an income there. tax. So in e- Hawaii. In Hawaii. So the, the what percentage do you know? Is it sliding scale or is I it don't like know. flat? Because I know in Illinois it's flat. They got a flat uh, tax, which they like raised sixty six percent a few years ago. Honestly, two thousand seven was yeah. the last time I filed, so I just right I shred that stuff. So, but it's there. It exists. Yeah. 
Wow. And Hawaii, you can't claim exempt on it. So I, you know, I said like 10 dependents, and so I kept most of my paycheck there. Hmm. Um, but my wages, my wages are lower here for pretty much the same job that I was doing back there, but it goes further. Interesting. Yeah. Well, islands tend to be a bit more to uh, yeah. to live on, but that's true. And Gosh. I have jackets. So what's that? They I have, have I own jackets. Oh, I see. Right. So, so I don't I don't mind the cold here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the cold doesn't bother me either. It's just that I've been to Hawaii. It and bugs it's, your wife though. It's wonderful. Yeah, my wife uh, just leaves for the season though. She, yeah. you know, Florida's fine. Uh, she can go down there and stay with my mother. Or you should her definitely parents. go vacation in Hawaii. It's a, it's wonderful weather. Nice you place know. to visit. Nice but place not stay. to visit. But if you if you're trying to make a living there, mm-hmm. if you don't show up with money, you're not going to make much. Wow. You know, starting from scratch. In my experience. If you want to join us here, uh, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. So you made the move to And it's not like you can hop island to island easily or cheaply. It's expensive just to... That too, right? So they had a super ferry that made it a little bit more convenient where you could like drive your car onto a boat yeah and the boat mm. would like go across but island didn't, didn't the, whole, the the government uh, shoot down the super ferry a lot of protesters protested it and the company like went belly up and took yeah. off what's the objection to the super ferry uh, uh, too much uh, gas in the waters you know messing the it fact up for that the, it's there yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so it just exists we don't want any business between these islands no so so I mean, you could catch a plane, you know, and it's not it's not inconvenient to catch a to catch a flight. Yeah. But it's like you know, eighty bucks, a hundred bucks, you know, from one, one island to the next. Yeah. So if, you know, if you're not going, that's very not a daily activity. You can't afford that. Right. 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 I mean, you know, you might go once a year for a family reunion or something, <laughs> but that would be about it. Wow. It's not like you're just hopping from island to island. There are there are commuters though. My auntie did commute from one island to the other, but it was like you know the business paid for it. So right. Was she, she working for a bank or something? I, mean, I don't like, remember. I that's don't, expensive. I don't yeah. So, if you want to join us here, you're welcome to share your thoughts, whether it's on the liberty migration, which includes people who describe themselves as anarchists or libertarians or voluntarists, people who care about freedom, are converging on one place. You mentioned the Free State Project. That's one of the uh, the projects. There's also the Shire Society, which is a more decentralized option that doesn't have a board of directors and uh, nobody in charge, no membership list involved there. So go to move.shiresociety.com if you want to learn more about that and some reasons why you ought to move here. There's 101 great reasons why Liberty lives in New Hampshire. A nice little documentary film was produced about that back in 2014, and it's still relevant, I think, to this day. Wasn't that an influence on you? I did watch. Here? I did watch the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if before it you moved. Before I moved, okay. yes, I don't. I think I watched it after I signed the statement of it. I see. It was at a time where I looked at a lot of different things. 101reasonsfilm.com. You can go and watch it there. It's free online. That's 101reasonsfilm.com. We continue with uh, what Mark Zuckerberg is demanding that governments around the world do. He wants more laws, more regulations, more GDPRs. We'll tell you about Less that. competition. Coming up here in moments. And your calls and thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything that you want. We're here on the live Sunday edition of the show. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. That's 855-450-3733. Also, we've got the Discord on-air call-in-line rooms. We will continue and take your calls and thoughts about anything. And more on the way of Mark Zuckerberg calling out to world governments, Regulate me! 
please and all the other guys too make sure you regulate them just as hard that's the um, gotcha yeah so we'll uh, we'll get into uh, more of what his demands are it's ian Ritchie and mark on uh, in our keen studios we go back to your calls and thoughts i do want to let you know about liberty.menu it is a tool for your community if you are a liberty-minded person if you're an individual who rejects the initiation of force, and who agrees to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle, then you qualify to use Liberty.menu. So whether you are a business person or an events coordinator or a digital content creator, there are categories for the things that you do there at Liberty.menu. You can also rate and review, and there's even a social networking aspect to allow you to connect and share with others. So get on over to Liberty.menu. It's free. So whatever it is that you're doing, you want other liberty-minded folks to know about it, put it up there over at liberty.menu. As we go to your calls and thoughts, Dodger is on the line in Michigan listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Dodger. Uh, yeah. Um, this, sorry the Discord thing didn't work out. but um, That's all right. Yeah. Uh, you, you, talk, uh, you touched a little bit on on suicide and where I don't necessarily – um, have a lot of experience there. Uh, I do know what my father has, which is something called a DNR. Do not resuscitate. Yes, okay. and um, it, it, it's something. Uh, you know, it, maybe the Christian anarchist uh, could probably articulate this a little better than I can. Uh, however, um, so, something. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I had a hard time. Or I struggled with this when my father asked me to uh, become his power of attorney um, because his condition for me being his power of attorney is that I would his honor his DNR. Mm-hmm. Sure. And but that's not the same thing as preventing a suicide, right? Like a DNR is if I have a heart attack and I am dead, do not put the paddles on me, right? Like do not put any effort into bringing me back to life. Uh, as I understand it, is that? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I, 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 I guess you could say it's you know it's uh, it's a, very it's similar, a similar that, moral conundrum see, I, though. I, like, what do you do from his perspective? Because it's someone you love dying, and you have the opportunity to stop that. I and can see you that. can't. Um, like at this point, we still don't know every scenario that might happen medically. So, mm-hmm. to some extent, there's this wiggle room amongst DNRs, uh, and many people have had their DNRs not respected by uh, by people, including uh, power of attorney and that kind of thing, um, because you know, the medical field they want to save people. And it's their job to save people. So when you say no, uh, don't save me, they're you know they they, they get a little confused. Uh, they don't really know what to do, and they get upset. So, well, uh, what what happened with me is um, uh, based on my faith. As I I had to think about it. I had you know because I did, I couldn't give him an answer uh, right away. But then I, I just came to this realization at some point that if the God that I believe in really wants the person to live, once the plug is pulled, they'll live. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Sure. And so that, that, that was just, uh, just you know, I, I heard you guys talking a, a, a little bit about, you know, uh, suicide, and I know it's not the same thing. Um, 
you know. Well, and, I mean, there's, there's some people but, who would say the same thing about suicide. So, for instance, um, many of our listeners may remember TJ the spy. I don't think I'm out of line telling this. I'm pretty sure he's told it on the air um, that uh, he attempted suicide. You know, he took way too many pills on purpose with the intention of killing himself, and he survived it. Like, a seriously deadly kind of dose. I don't remember what the pill was that, that he took, but he should have died. However, it seems that something else had plans for TJ, and, it, you know, whatever, you know, God or the universe or some little piece of him inside or whatever um, said, nope, you're you're not going out this way, and, no, no you know, Nobody got there in time. Basically, he he was he should have been dead, and yeah. you know they they well, did end up and, getting and, to and, his his body, but uh, he came back from it. It's amazing. Well, I I, I was going to say, having heard uh, TJ the spy on the radio, uh, the world's definitely better off. Uh, with I agree. Him in, the, in the world, I'm glad that he um, didn't end up dead because uh, he was he was yeah, great on the uh, air, and he, hopefully we'll see him back someday. Well, and I I you know it's as much as I feel like my. Uh, you know, dad is better off on, on you know, uh, on this earth. In the same sense, it's not for me to decide, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what another person's wishes are. If However, in the circumstances wishes, of a person who you care about who has lost their mind, um, you can say it's not for you to decide. Yeah. But in that circumstance, the person you love is not acting like the person that you know. They are acting as a crazy person. They have lost their mind. And in those cases, I don't think it's inherently wrong uh, for somebody who cares to step in and try to help that person, even if it does seem to be against their crazy will uh, in that particular moment. Now, as Richie pointed out, in his ideal society... The person who tries to help the suicidal crazy friend or family member would then be held liable, but the question is to what extent? Well, the- and liable is a strong word. I said responsible. Like okay. You have to take responsibility for your actions, and if you if you choose to save them, you think you're doing it in their best interest, mm-hmm. you're, you're hoping that, that they agree, agree with you. you when they come to their right state of mind. Right. Oh, I, 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 I'd actually, you know, after uh, thinking about it and praying about it and, and all of that... You know, I, I would definitely definitely have to agree. Dodger, thanks for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. We go... I, I wonder about what the right state of mind is in some cases. Like, some people are crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently had to deal with a crazy person uh, in the line of my business, and I suspect that crazy person, if you ask them today how they feel about how I acted... That I, they think that I'm a bad person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and somebody, uh, you know, that crazy person's in a relationship, and the probably the person within that she's in a relationship with doesn't think that I did the right thing right. either. Well, and I, I would say we're the entire scenario is is based off a close relationship with another individual, and yep. I think in a close relationship with another individual, you've had the time uh, to generate a baseline of how what you that think, person's like, what they're like normally. And then how off they are from that baseline and right. what to expect. Uh, we continue here. Bad Slave is on the line with us on our Discord server. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Thank you. Uh, just want to say real quickly, uh, you know, if you save somebody's life that tried to commit suicide and they really didn't want you to, uh, you know, it's simple thing to. Right. Do it more effectively. Right, they should just go and finish the job rather than go to court and try to get you, shoot you, get fifty yeah, bucks yeah, out of you. Yeah, right. True. Yeah, no. So, How committed so anyways, are they to the end? 
getting back to anarchy. Hold that thought, uh, Bad Slave. We'll continue with uh, anarchy here in moments. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. As we continue the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, you're welcome to join us. And more on the way about Facebook demanding regulations. It's Free Talk Live. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S-Paris.com. Free Talk Live, you dial in here toll-free, bring up whatever you want. Our number, 855-450-FREE, like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. We've also got the Discord on-air call-in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop into one of those, we'll get you on the air, you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio with us. And with you tonight, it's Ian, Richard Rich, and Mark. ForkFest 2019 is coming up this summer, actually just before the summer, technically like the week before summer officially starts. It'll be uh, February, excuse me, June 13th through the 18th. You do not want to go. Don't go in February. Yeah. They're going to be closed. Yeah. Uh, But Rogers Campground is the location. It is a beautiful spot to be right there nestled in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Again, June 13th through the 18th. It is already time for you to get over and... Lock down your campsite or your RV site at Rogers, or there's also a motel. You can do that, too. Uh, so, ForkFest.Party. Go there. You can connect to the ForkFest chat room on Telegram, also the ForkFest forum. And ForkFest is a libertarian camping event, but there's no organizers. There's no uh, central committee, I guess is what I mean. There are organizers. Each individual can organize whatever it is that they want to do on their own campsite. So if you want to have a speaker series, you want to have a poker game, a musical event, whatever it is, uh, you know, put on a play. I don't know. Whatever it is people want to do, you can do that at ForkFest. ForkFest.party. As we go back to your calls and thoughts, Bad Slave, you're back on Free Talk Live on our Discord lines. You wanted to talk about anarchy, so go ahead. Right. It was it was Rich that started out. Uh, hi, Rich, by the way. Hello. Good to, good to see you. Thank you for that ride you gave me a while back. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I, I have to disagree with Ian because he keeps, like, spouting off every time he hears anarchy. Well, I don't believe in anarchy. Well, no, you don't disbelieve in anarchy. You disbelieve in the false definition of anarchy because... You know what's the true what's definition the, of it? The what the true definition is no rulers and and in order to okay, but I rule I, myself. Yeah, it no, like, yeah, a, exactly. No, so that, that would make me an autoarchist, right? That's an autoarchist. Well, yeah, anarchy is a terrible I, word. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, you, I, well, give I me I the opportunity to tear into this thing, and I absolutely when, work. When we talk about rulers, we talk about coercion. It's all it's all mm-hmm. one ball of wax. Well, whether you're there's a term. If, if you want to use, if you want to create a word that means no rulers, anarchy is that word. If you want to create a word that means self-rule, autoarchy would be the proper way to put that terminology together to mm-hmm. create its own uh, own term. Now, why in the world a bunch of libertarians just are desperate? 
to to take this word that in fact means a communist uh, historically and uh, you know internalize it's it ours. for themselves. I don't know why. I mean, like the it's the most boring show on the internet. It's because the logo libertarians, is cool. Or the logo is the cool. Logo's cool. The watch it libertarians cool. argue with socialists about who's the real anarchist. I mean, it is. But is the logo that much cool? I, I would say the logo is no cooler than the Circle V from like V for Vendetta. If That's you want to use that cool. for voluntarism, it's basically uh, just you know, as cool. I, I think all those words, you know, work in their own way, and and I and I just I, it just seems you know kind of silly to to bring it up. But you're the one who called in interchangeably. Wait a minute! You're the wait a minute! Say, you called in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. Of you course. just brought it up. I did, but okay. I, but well, then, I it, then you're silly up, actually, for bringing it up. The, the most important issue is that in America today, that we actually get to choose our actions quite widely. In other words, on a base by base, you know, it, you know, rate, case by case basis, case by case basis, the 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 actions of of people. Are are truly without, you know, without rulers are voluntary. They, they you know, we get to choose so many things. I mean, you know, like uh, uh, Friedman, you know. And, well, I don't uh, agree with you uh, on that point, uh, Bad Slave, because while many actions and most actions people take are voluntary, meaning you know whether it's going to the store or you know taking care of business or whatever it is, take care of their kids or whatever it is they're doing, they're they're doing it voluntarily in most most cases they still many of them believe in the idea of rulers they just want the ruler to let them do their family the way they want to do their family but they still think they need to have a ruler otherwise we'd have people rejecting the idea of the state far and wide and they don't reject the idea of the state people love the state they love the ability to have their own freedom for sure but, but they some... love the ability to go after other people's freedom That's exactly what they really want thank you bad slave for the call tonight appreciate uh, the discussion our toll-free number here if you want to join us is 855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 so i tend to agree with you on this one mark and that is um i don't have any love for the term anarchy it doesn't really float my boat at all i i like to define even if it did mean what i believe and i don't think it does because i'm in favor of voluntary interaction between humans i like to say what i'm in favor of rather than what it is that i'm against and uh, so even though i'm not in favor of people being ruled without their consent um, that doesn't do enough to really describe what I believe in, and I believe in a voluntary society. Hence, I'm a voluntarist. Right, and and what I said off the air, and I'll say it again here, is there's a lot of those terms that I will use interchangeably mm-hmm. because, to me, they all have the common basis. So in a room full of libertarians, I am definitely the anarchist, right? But I, ha- you know, I, I will accept the term. The, the distinction in well. that cir- and under that circumstances, um, and, and by the way, I don't spend a lot of time arguing with people about this term because I think it's pointless. But sure. um, you know, I, I won't use it. No one will call me an anarchist because you can't tell me what I am. However, well, you can tell me, but you're wrong. I right? Mean, you can, yeah. So um, I suppose for could. the opinion. But um, everyone's you know, got them. The right. I mean, in your case, you've got a, a podcast that's called the Anarchist Experience. Sure. You're stuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're that you you own that term but I, at this yeah point. But, but i own it and i accept it and i and i use it as it is intended to be used so i I pulled up a quote uh from jeff berwick that tends to like sum it up as well as i can in this short time span uh, all the word anarchy means is no rulers 
So if you say you are not an anarchist, it means you want a ruler. If you want a ruler, you are a slave. I'm surprised how many people are comfortable publicly identifying themselves as a slave. Am I a slave to myself if I'm in favor of self-rule? Well, what what does self-rule even mean? Like that's it's it's to me that's a non-term, right? Self-rule, self-ownership. It's just another way to describe of not having anyone ruling above you. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So if there's no but one, if I am my own ruler, that means I do still have a ruler. It's me. Yeah, but it's but it's a weird thing. It's 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 weird again. To it you. Comes, yeah, exactly. Which is why I don't use the term autocar. Ar- I don't use the term autocarist. autoarchist either because again, <laughs> it's not a, a well. Term if that- you want to use the term anarchist, um, don't don't act like you're doing it to disambiguate the situation. Because it's rare that it does. It's making things less clear. Right. It makes things Depends less clear. Depends on the audience, which is why I say it's- If you go on the radio and you say, I'm an anarchist, people believe you throw Molotov cocktails with a bandana across your face in European countries whenever something goes wrong. That's what they think of you as. Um, okay. Because that's what an anarchist is. To them. To them. According to the news. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at, you know, you, you got to get in people's worlds. So if you want if to, world, if words are intended to communicate things- Anarchist, to my mind, is a poor communication tool on a, especially a general interest radio program um, to des- describe what you are. If you want to use it, that's on you, but I won't be using it up for me. Let's go to Drew. He's in Virginia listening to WNIS in Virginia Beach. Go ahead, Drew. Hey, how's it going? Hey. So uh, I just want to start out and say uh, I, I've been listening to your show probably a couple times a week. Thanks. And, uh, you know, I like it. I don't generally agree with everything. That's okay. You know, the, you know, the libertarian views, but I do vote libertarian sometimes because I feel I feel like I, I'd like to see four or five parties. And mm. the quickest way to get – the only way to get to a four or five parties and, and end this monopoly that the Republicans and Democrats has is to get a third party, yep. libertarians being the most viable third party. All right. Um, see, and I would like to see no parties. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's You're going cool the wrong too. direction. I, right, 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 right. Sure, sure. But I, I, the more you parties you have, the more it dissolves into – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'd like no, to I, see I understand. I'd parties. Right, so that's the other way. The other way to do the math. Um, but I'm a registered nurse. I have 22 experience, 22 years of experience. I just want to talk about the the, the DNR status. Let's talk about it. Hang on, Drew. Yeah. We'll continue here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. You can bring up what you want here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Our toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. And we've got the Discord on air call in line rooms over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop in any one of those. We'll get you on the air with us. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free here and join us on the live Sunday edition. Our number is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. Richie Rich. And Mark. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Plus, we still have the remainder of Mark Zuckerberg's demands. He wants more government involvement in his business and everybody else's. We'll tell you about that coming up here. But first, we go back to Drew in Virginia. You were calling about the uh, do not resuscitate orders, and you said you've got experience in the, was it the medical field? He's a nurse. Uh, yeah, I'm a registered nurse. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I don't know. So, the DNR status, you can ana- you can like start that yourself, unless, of course, you've handed over your POA to your power of attorney over to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, Which like, is what the last caller was trying to do with his with his father, right? And so the the, the DNR status um, it cannot be overturned unless it's the person who has the power of attorney, yourself or someone else. 
Um, I'm sure it's been happening. I'm sure it's been attempted before, but uh, I just wanted to say real quick that people should, should people should educate themselves about what happens during a code, um, what can be done during a code. I just what's a code? Really quick, uh, like a code, a code blue. Like um, we when you do CPR, mm-hmm. like if somebody's unresponsive, doesn't have a pulse, doesn't have a, it isn't re- doesn't have any respirations, it's generally called a code blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, you know, like in the movies, when their face gets turns their, blue. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's probably where it came from. But, um, <laughs> and my personal experience, like, uh, yeah. And from my personal experience, 90, over 90% of the people who are, you know, over 90% of code blues don't survive. And the ones that wow. do are not in the greatest of situations. But uh, like brain it damage. The they all survive yeah, on TV. Absolutely. They just take those little zapper things, the paddles, yeah. chapow, yeah. and they're back. Right, it's right. Awesome. And nobody, and like they never, like I've only once in 22 years have has has a, has a patient regained some form of consciousness, Jeez. and it wasn't even he didn't like get up and talk and start. That's a little disconcerting. Whatever. Yeah, I thought I had but better I, odds. Sorry, guys. Well, before you go yeah, on, I, I want to talk about the DNR. Um, so the do not resuscitate. Uh, yeah. I should yes, use sir. that term. Do not resuscitate order. Now, if I fill one of these out and it's sitting in my lawyer's office and my wife, uh, you know, I have some kind of medical issue at home and my wife tells the ambulance driver or whatever, yes, she wants do everything you can to get back my loving husband. Um, you know. Well, I mean, what's really going to happen? Honestly, no one is. They're not going to know about the DNR, let alone. Yeah, doesn't it have to be like put on your driver's license or something like that? And that's supposed to clue them in or a medical bracelet oh, okay. of some kind. So, so, so very, very good scenario. So, um, number one, you're absolutely correct. The DNR has to be the paperwork for the DNR has to be well known. Now, in a facility, in a nursing home, or in a hospital, that should be on what's known as your face sheet. It's the first, the first, it's the first sheet of paper in on a, a paper chart. Okay. Um, right. It's, well, some some places have like clipboards, but mainly, yeah, or also on the clipboard. Right. Depends on the paper form of the chart. Okay. Um, that has to be in there. Otherwise, we consider everybody to be what's called full code, which means we will do anything and everything that needs to be done. A verbal no code. Or uh, and DNR is also no code. A verbal full code or no code DNR status is not applicable. Um, now, however, an ambulance driver and or an EMS first responders will always assume that someone is a full code, um, unless now, they find EMS some driver. evidence otherwise. R- well, actually, uh, it depends on the and the locality. It depends on the. I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't. Do, I don't do EMS, but from my EMS friends do tell me that basically everyone's full code unless they're not, unless someone's being like, unless you have like a nursing home patient who's being transported to a hospital, and that person has a pre-existing chart that says DNR mm-hmm. on it. But that all depends, for the most part, from what I understand. And I'm not EMS. I'm a registered nurse, so for the most part, in, in that first responder scenario, everyone's full code. Everyone's full code. Yeah, that would, you would figure that'd be the default. And then if, if yeah. for some reason they are given legitimate information that this person is a DNR, then presumably they would go ahead and, and honor that. Uh, but by uh, the time... I have, right. Yeah. I've I mean, never heard of a situation where someone, uh, like, was... I just, me personally, in my limited experience in life, I've never heard of a first responder um, not do something because someone was 
DNR. How many patients have you come across that are DNR patients? Of like, what percentage of patients okay. have that? So when you're in long, I'm going to turn around right now on lunch break. I'm going to, I'm going to work. So um, right. uh, I would say like in long-term care, like your nursing home, probably close to 50 percent. Hmm. In a skilled rehab facility, there's probably 20, 30 percent. I'm sure there's a nurse right now listening, thinking, uh, who's, you know, whatever, you know, but uh, just personal experience. Mm-hmm. In a hospital, uh, it tends to be tends to be less like yeah, I would think so. 10, like 10%. You know what I mean? So the longer you the, the more you're you're in chronic conditions, more ter- more you're in long-term care, they're more likely the to more, right, to acquire right. a DNR. So right. so let's tie this back to the original scenario of helping someone who may not have wanted to be helped. Uh, in the case of the DNR, like I'm the patient, I have the DNR, uh, you don't know about it or you ignore it and you resuscitate me. Uh, what is the consequence to you as the person who violated the DNR, and what is my recourse as the patient? Huh. So I I I have not known anyone to violate a DNR um, a DNR status. I mean, in if you're in a medical facility, a hospital, a clinic, or whatever, and we are already a pre-existing patient and have a chart, uh, we know who's DNR because there's a big fluorescent sticker that says dnr on your paperwork yeah they don't want to get that wrong yeah yeah it's like it's it's the most prominent sticker there is um and it's on other forms too so in general like we're i would never want to violate anyone's dnr status i don't know anybody else who would want to either um thank god that scenario has not come up in my personal experience it's a good sure. question. There are uh, answers to that, obviously, on the internet about what happens uh, in the case if somebody has a DNR and it is violated, but I haven't really found the answer yet. Hey, Drew, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, the, thanks for the expertise. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Let's talk to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yes, I just want to bring a problem unique to Albuquerque. The, uh, the apartment renters here, they love to play music really loud. You think that's unique to Albuquerque? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you live in uh, New York City? Well, I mean, do you have that problem? I, Hampshire? I mean, New Hampshire? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But Albuquerque, they, they, got, they like to, uh, they got boom boxes in their cars. Do you think you're the only, you think Albuquerque is the only place in the world where people are a-holes and don't respect uh, their neighbors? Look, I don't always listen to rock music, but when I do, so do my neighbors. <laughs> well, but, but it's the, Guns N' Roses. Like it's supposed to be played loud. What well, I mean, well, other cities do this? California, Phoenix, Arizona? What, what Every other, what other city places? where people live nearby one another. <laughs> yes. Everybody believes that somehow their music is more interesting than everybody else's. And if it's yeah, Guns N' Roses, they're right. They feel like they have no neighbors. That's another thing. You know what I mean? They, they feel like that's because, I don't know. And then, you know oh, no, they know they have neighbors. Uh, they just don't care. Yeah. Yeah, but is it, is it, is it, is it like a... Low I'm taking it this is happening to you where you're living, right, Sarah? You've got some neighbors who are cranking up the tunes a little too loud. What if they were playing well, classical uh, you know music? I, well, you know, you know something? I think they're doing it on purpose because they, they hate me. Really? You know, now, Shocker. what evidence do you have that they hate you? Yeah, normally I would think this was paranoia, but I may agree. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm I'm thinking because I I I attack the smokers and I see them smoking and coughing. 
Um, and I, and you then attacked I, them? Physically violating well, I mean, I, the NAP? I, I beat them up on this show. Like the smokers. Oh, like, they're probably not me. listening, though. Are they playing Free Talk well, Live? I, I have no idea. But, that but would be quite a prank. They stay, they stay, and everybody else gets run out. I have 15 different neighbors. They move in three months, they move out, and they've been here doing this for the last year and a half. So are they right next door, meaning you're in an apartment complex and they are next to you directly? Have you addressed no, this with the landlord? maybe about maybe 20, 30 feet, maybe 40 feet. But then it's wait, wait, wait. To, so uh, are they, so is there like an apartment between you and them? Are you in an apartment building where there's walls between apartments or are you in like a, like a cottage, uh, you know, like buildings that are separated from, from one another? So the the walls are next to each other, but I'm um, there's a little tree area between me and them. So they're across they're the still, way from you. Right, right. Okay. But, but the the sound, sound mm-hmm. they wait, they woke me up like five times at night. That's frustrating. They play it just Can't down, you find a Section Eight up. house that's not you know right next door to one uh, another one? Earplugs. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Tonight. They have sound dampening earplugs at Walmart. <laughs> it's true. It's the best I can recommend. I yeah, mean. or get your own house away from people. Right. If, if you can't live next to people, because that comes with living next to people, is they're loud and rude sometimes. Sound dampeners in the walls. More on the walls. Free talk live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. Help me take Bitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Free Talk Live Hey, it is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of this live Sunday edition of the show. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here. If you want, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. Coming up, we got uh, the remainder of the things that uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, is now demanding the government step in and get involved in his business and everybody else's who runs a website, apparently, especially if it's so-called social media. He wants government regulations, which, of course, as we pointed out earlier, means he wants to write them or have his attorneys write them. And uh, and then they'll be forced upon everybody, supposedly to help keep everyone safe. This is how regulation works, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I know that you know many people. Whenever we call it, talk about regulation, it's always environmental reg- regulations. People call in about. No, so sometimes business regulation. Usually, it's environmental. Yeah. Um, this, when when people call in to defend regulation, mm-hmm. they call in generally and de- defend environmental regulation, which of course they're the they're planet is for, for everybody. The the organizations like the EPA, who's recently guilty of uh, poisoning the Colorado River. But whatever, uh, we we need somebody. We well, well, what's the other solution? Um, you know, it's what they tend to... Property rights. Yeah, right. Uh, hyperventilate on. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the regulations are most often written by, and there's many, many, there's like so many regulations you couldn't read them all. They're most often written by the biggest, most powerful business in that particular sector. Yep. Yes. We can continue that. Uh, your calls and thoughts, though. First, we go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the line on our Discord server. Go ahead, Gene. Hey, I heard the discussion about anarchy. Of course, I've got a, I got a pipe in. He has been summoned. All um, right, thank you. Yeah, I heard my name called. Okay, <laughs> uh, 
look, if you got somebody like uh, like Hitler and he calls himself a saint, I don't think that people are going to start thinking that saints are Hitler. So the fact that people are misusing the term anarchy does not make it so. And if you look up anarchy in any definition, I just did. I mean, I just did a search online and every definition I find, none of them shows uh, anything about throwing Molotov cocktails. And anarchy refers to a or society communism. entity. Yeah. Entity or a group of people that rejects hierarchy. And it says that the history uh, it originally meant leaderless, but in 1840, uh, this French guy adopted the term in his treatise, What is Property, um, which advocates stateless societies based on voluntary associations. Hold that on. sounds like you, Ian. No, wait sounds a like you, Ian. Wait a minute. You said anarchists reject hierarchy. Now, that's different than saying no rulers, right? Because our, don't anarchists work jobs where they have managers? Didn't they then consent uh, to that structure? Well, I can click on hierarchy. It's a Greek term, uh, rule of a high priest. So, yeah, I, I kind of reject that. Okay. I, I understood hierarchy to hierarchy mean like a pyramidal me means structure. That, yeah, that there's uh, some kind of, uh, you know, hierarchical structure, right? Mm -hmm. Like somebody's in charge. Somebody's uh, maybe in charge of somebody who's in charge. And somebody may be in charge of somebody who's in charge and there's somebody in charge. And the people who took those jobs accepted that when they walked through the door. So does that mean if you have one of those jobs and you call yourself an anarchist, you're a fake you're not actually an anarchist what? because you've uh, no. sold out? I'm going to say no because as well. Because it says right here, your society is based on voluntary association. So your voluntary association can also be a hierarchy if it's a... Okay, it's, so then you're not, not necessarily against hierarchies if you consent to the hierarchy, if you're an anarchist. I think, I think what it means here is a forced hierarchy or... Ah, okay. You know, a, a society where because the definition people, of hierarchy according to dictionary.com number one at least is any system of persons or things ranked one above the other so that's what a so also is. um i reject the notion that people go through life uh, looking at dictionary.com for the definition of things <laughs> people operate with working definitions of words mm -hmm. and the working definition of an anarchist is a violent communist no, it isn't. Yes, it you is. Find Go that. look at the you news media. You can't look. find that definition anywhere. No, 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 it doesn't matter. matter. No, no, it's what people I'm talking think. about the working definition. It's what people the, believe. What, what exists in people's minds. So if the working definition of saint becomes somebody who's a Nazi, then from now on, everybody who's a Nazi is a saint? I would say that the, the, the definition of saint is well established if, as a person who does good things. But if the first time you heard the word saint, it had to, something to do with Hitler, then yes, it has been corrupted for you. And that, But since it's just one person, likely you will be corrected over time. However, when you have a societal endemic problem, which the word anarchy does, um, you know, I, I don't, Gene, let me ask you this. Why do you want to save this term? You know it's it's messed up. Why do you want to save it because, so bad? Because it's the correct term, and it's an ancient term. <laughs> I, I, I am ter not here to fix anarchy. the world on every anarchy is word. The, anarchy is the natural state of life. Let me ask you life. this. Um, Gene, do you, do you like children? I hate children. Okay. <laughs> I want to eat them. You know, you know that there are people have, in the world that like children, I'm have right? a couple for dinner. Should we call children, uh, people who like children, pedophiles? Because that's, if you look at the Greek the terminology. Lover of children. Lovers of children. That's a lover of children. They love children. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, but Ian's listen. an audiophile. He doesn't have sex with uh, 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 audio equipment. That you know of. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm giving you the, the, the information. As a person who knows Ian the best in this world, I do not believe that happens. You better check that equipment carefully. <laughs> well, I'm not going to run a test, but it's nothing sticky. 
So let, let me chime and in on the, the anarchist with a job real quick because I, 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 I accept the label. You've got a manager and, at your job, right? And I have a job. Yeah. Right. But Somebody's the, a boss. The relationship with my job is I sell my labor for pay. That's so right. to me, it's, it's, an, it's an equitable trade. For both parties, sure. You volunteered into that uh, that agreement, right? So, well, to me, so I, you're not against hierarchy then, as an anarchist. I don't. I don't even see my job as hierarchical. Well, I'm sitting over look here at saying it however you want, look, but I, I'm, you know, I'm, and, uh, and on, I don't. See I, I've, got a, I've got a stance here. My stance is that Richie Rich and Gene aren't actually anarchists really i just don't want to spend the time trying to disabuse them of the notion so they're they're going to sit there saying they are and i'm going to sit there saying they're not, they're not but that's what i really believe so when richie rich says i'm in a job and i'm in a hierarchical i, I don't care like i'm more interested in a european communist that throws molotov cocktails what he says and what he's going to yeah. say is is that the boss the working class and bourgeoisie and rise up blah, take blah, over blah, the blah, blah, blah. means of production yeah <laughs> Trotsky well, said first, because they don't understand the concept of equitable trade, equitable trade. That's Aha. the same situation as a Nazi calling themselves a saint. You're talking about the exact same thing. It, you can't. They had just, it first. They had it first. First of all, <laughs> no, they didn't have it first. Yes, they did. The, this term, this term goes back to 1840. So, and in fact, it goes back beyond that. It's well, actually a if you want the term. etymology so, of a word, you want to look at the history of a word. You're going to need to go to Wikipedia and leave dictionary.com alone. Um, so you, you go, I'm at Wikipedia. Actually, That's where I just read that. There was also a YouTube read, channel that had the anarchist experience before us. Dictionary.com actually I, does have etymology. I don't know if you know this, but the origin of the word, according to Dictionary.com, is Middle French anarchy, or medieval Latin anarchia, Greek anarchia, meaning lawlessness, literally lack of a leader, equivalent to anarchos, or leaderless. So, so. the chaos, uh, the, the people that use it as a synonym for chaos. Leaderless does not mean chaos, but the point the point I'm getting at is, that the term, well, I use my, I use this term amongst all kinds of people that I meet, in, including uh, doctors. They don't think that I'm throwing Molotov. No, I don't think no, they do. They know you personally. When I say that, they I'm know a, you personally. That I'm an anarchist. No, I think yeah. more or less what they do is, is they just back off because it's not worth having an argument over somebody who's right. going to call themselves an anarchist. He's a good customer. Let him call himself whatever, right, whatever, 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 whatever he wants you know. to call himself. Just start fine. calling everyone else a slave and see how they like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. You know, just because a term is misused by a certain subset doesn't mean that it's that Meaning way. I don't every think most, journalist. I don't think, no, I don't think most fake people news. believe fake what news. you believe. Most people don't believe what you believe. Most people don't believe that anarchists want to th- want to destroy really? things. You don't think? Yeah. I'd love I to see think. a survey on that one. Because media yeah, is pretty I, persuasive, I man. Wrong. I mean, when whenever I you see media, whenever you see the term anarchist made or used in the media, it's always in reference to violence in the streets, uh, disruptive protests, destruction of property. It's always associated with that. So, I mean, if you're right about that, that'd be great. Let's see somebody do a poll of a thousand, you know, randomly selected phone numbers or whatever, and see what people actually think. What is it that you think? Uh, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word anarchist? A Bomb throwing, B, destruction of property, C, peaceful, fun-loving folks. And, and I want here's those bomb throwing anarchists, anarchists to select their targets more judiciously. Here's a good thing to try. Next time Sarah calls, ask her what an anarchist is. Maybe she can uh, give us a well, little Well, she is a communist, so who knows what she'll say. Thanks for the call, Gene. Yeah. I appreciate it. There's more coming up here. Uh, 855-450, free like freedom. You join us here. It's Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. 
It is Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free and bring up anything you want. Our number for you is 855-450-FREE. Like freedom, that's 855-450-3733. Get interactive uh, with other Free Talk Live listeners and some of the hosts of the show on our Discord server over at discord.lrn.fm. Once again, that's Discord. Dot lrn dot fm as we right now they are in there discussing Ian's sexual proclivities with uh, the radio equipment specifically. <laughs> radio equipment, yes. uh, so you can and that's a new topic that's never happened before. Uh, <laughs> Flashlight accused, microphone been accused attack. of a lot of things. That one no no, no I've already uh, I've already turned this around. <laughs> uh, by the way, there's a headline over at the Washington Post from when was this 2017 headline? What draws Americans to anarchy? Anarchy, it's more than just smashing windows. See? So even there in the headline, the Washington Post is acknowledging what most people think, or at least what they believe most people think, about anarchists. And then, of course, the uh, picture that they feature is of two purported anarchists dressed in black, one carrying a baseball bat. Posing for the photo. It wasn't like at a protest or anything like that. Um, So, again, suggesting violence is heavily involved with these people. Now, the whole article is very lengthy. It's a feature piece, and I'm sure it's interesting, but we don't have time for it. We continue And with, if I cared what other people think, I wouldn't adopt the label either. Well, like indeed. <laughs> uh, discord.lrn.fm. I am a communicator, so I, you know, to some extent, want to be effective in my communications. While I'm not concerned so much with what people think about my ideas, uh, I would prefer they not be written off without giving me a chance to explain them. And when I use the term voluntarist, it generally doesn't draw any conclusions, I don't think, in the average person's mind because, thankfully, there haven't been too many news reports about voluntarists destroying people's property and, uh, you know, being generally unruly. And to some extent, it's sort of contrary to the definition, right? Like, What's contrary to what definition? A voluntarist, a voluntarist doesn't sound like somebody who goes around uh, destroying property. That's true. It, yeah. You know, in, in the name, whereas an anarchist, it doesn't necessarily, you know, you... May, you would ne- not necessarily have a connotation about the word until somebody created a connotation, and that connotation's it seems to me well established, especially if the Washington Post uh, mentions it right off the bat. Let's go to Free Market Penguin in Virginia, listening to us, or actually calling in through our Discord call-in lines at discord.lrn.fm. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm listening to you on uh, Twitch at twitch.lrn. Hey, thanks for but doing yeah, that. By um, the way, we're over 30, 30 whole viewers on Twitch. Wow. Woo. Thanks. Yeah, we're about halfway to where we need Yeah, to be. we'd like to we get to, to 75 pretty consistently so we can then have a shot at what they call Twitch Partner. Um, but So thanks to everybody who has uh, left a browser tab open on our Twitch channel at twitch.lrn.fm. And please, if you haven't. All 29 of you. Yeah, yeah please open that up and uh, leave it open There's if There's some chatting can. going on in there. It makes a difference for us. And the more people can watch us on Twitch, the higher our numbers, the more people will then find us on Twitch because we will go up in the rankings. Do The rankings are all based on view count. View sure. count so uh, so thanks for that. Go ahead with what you were calling about. Yeah, um, I just wanted to call about the uh, term anarchy. And, um, you know, when I, when I first started with the um, libertarian end of the political spectrum in listening to Free Talk Live and everything and some of the affiliated shows, you know, I got this idea about anarchists, uh, what the word anarchy means. And it basically, you know, means, okay, someone's libertarian. But the next step, absolutely no government is anarchy. And um, as I've kind of gotten to know more people, I've started to get to know anarchists. And then the anarchists that I um, did know, like actual anarchists, as in the 
the traditional use of the word. And they were specifically not communist anarchists, but they were very solidly of the traditional definition. And, um, and what is the traditional? So, what is the traditional definition? So, so anarchy. Most anar- most anarchists uh, of the by the traditional definition are anarcho communists. Are ba- basically uh, it's so a, even they require it's a, a hyphen. It's an anti. It's an anti-communist. Um, no, anti, no. I'm sorry. Anti. Um, anarchy is anarchism or anarchy is traditionally an anti-capitalist system of opposing unjust hierarchies and the use of uh, coercive state. And it's it's always been an anti-capitalist system and capitalists co-opting co-opting the term that Carlos a libertarian. Which I I do agree that you, I'm sure you guys have you and Gene and su- such have uh, libertarian views. You know, but. You, I'm sure you you seem to espouse capitalism and I'll anarchy has always been anarchy is anarchy has always been an anti-capitalist movement. Well, I don't espouse capitalism. I I, uh, I espouse the free market, and I think that people should be able to try whatever economic organizational systems that they want to. Yeah, you and Mark I think covered this last night actually about that. That's why I didn't. Yeah, I think you had some good things to say about. Here's an excerpt from uh, since we got you on the line here. Just I'm again looking at this Washington Post story about the anarchists. Uh, it says here they made their their anarch they're talking about a couple anarchists specifically, and they say their anarchist community made a fiery entrance into the Trump presidency on January twentieth when they organized thousands of people to protest his inauguration by blocking security checkpoints and marching in the streets. Hundreds of them clad in black clothes and masks rioted through the downtown. They used wooden poles and pieces of concrete to break storefronts and smash newspaper boxes. According to an indictment in DC Superior Court, more than two hundred people were arrested and six police officers injured. City officials tallied the damage from the rioting at about $100,000. What the court documents call malicious and violent acts, the anarchists see as a necessary way to draw attention to poverty, racism, educational inequality, and other problems. Because nobody, you know, everybody who sees a storefront window being destroyed by a bunch of black-clad psychopaths, they always want to stop and ask them, hey, can you tell me the reasons why you've destroyed this storefront window? we all know about uh, your views, views on poverty. Carrefour, who is one of the says, quote, allowing inauguration to proceed as a peaceful unfolding does not reflect that this is not a peaceful country. There is no peace, he said, uh, who would not say which inauguration protests he participated in and whether he knew if the violence would occur. Quote, we wanted to make it a cluster F and we made it a cluster F. Good job. These yeah, are, these like are your associates. That. These are the, the anarchists who you're associated with. Like I said, well, I, I, like I just wish they that. would take more judicious uh, targets. Right, like some people, I don't mind the bomb um, throwing as long as it's a government building. Oh, well, that's not what they're doing. I know it's not what they're interested some people in. People came up with the term in the 19th century, and that anarchist tradition is is a, is a long tradition of, of many uh, thinkers who've written you know countless pages and countless movements, uh, countless labor movements, and and, and anti um, anti government uh, movements over decades and decades of history and the, the people the who are destroying ca- uh, property don't come off as thinkers to me well they are they, they typically are uh, from my experience very well read but i'm sure they, they are, are but my point is they don't come off because you're not talking to them they're just a clad you know group of black clad people throwing things through windows and throwing dumpsters setting them on fire and you know doing all kinds of destructive acts people aren't sitting there wondering hmm how well read are these chaps huh, shall we sit down for a cup of tea and have it out about they're just our wondering ideas? where's my sniper rifle that's what they're wondering you know or yeah. where are the police and why aren't they doing anything about this or or whatever 
And most of your guys, Annika's friends, don't have any any um, like don't really have any lineage to the any of the original movements call themselves anarchism, except for anarcho capitalism. But I'm that has a very tenuous root. I mean, capitalism itself is a very and I'm not going to trash capitalism on the show tonight. That's not really what I'm here to do. But it's a very it's inherently a very hierarchical system, and which you know whether whether you like it or not, it's absolutely antithetical to every the decades and decades of movements throughout the world that have called themselves anarchists so i think that it's kind of doing a disservice um to kind of equate the the, the two what concepts. about the mutualists free market penguin um, thanks for the call tonight head. i appreciate it man yeah. thanks yeah. for that toll free number 855-450-FREE 855-450-3733 you can bring up what you want this is free talk live Some of you asked, and now we've delivered. LRN.FM's live Keene, New Hampshire studio shows are now streamed in HD on Twitch. Visit our channel at twitch.lrn.fm and give it a follow. If you have Amazon Prime, you get one free subscription on Twitch. If you use it on our channel, Twitch will give LRN.FM a monthly piece of your Prime subscription cost. So please watch, follow, share, and subscribe to twitch.lrn.fm. That's twitch.lrn.fm. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and join us here on the live Sunday edition of the show. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We also have an email list. Yes, I know, email's old. But you know what? It actually gets to where it's going to, unlike some of these social networking sites. Yeah, the the consultants still say build your email list. Because you control it. Right. Uh, go to uh, our email list. You can go to freetalklive.com. There's an email sign-up box right there toward the center of the page near the top of the site. You'll see it at freetalklive.com. As we continue here, Ian, Richie, and Mark in the studio, let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. David is in New Mexico. And, David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Yeah, imagine that. A guy named Zuckerberg wanting to control the behavior of everyone in the world. Uh oh. I'm not sure what you're getting at. Aren't you? Uh well you you uh I'm just commenting on what I heard while I was on hold. You talking mm-hmm. about Mark Zuckerberg wanting to control the world basically. Mm-hmm. He wants regulations here in the US and, and guaranteed he wants them elsewhere in the world. He's probably already gotten more regulations other places in the world than he's gotten here in the uh, United States that he's wanted. Well, call me a Pollyanna on this one. I don't think Zuckerberg actually wants this regulation. I think somebody got to him and said, Really? Look, um, you know, Mark, this will benefit us because we are the market maker in this particular sphere. Mm -hmm. The consultants. If he wanted regulation, he would have been advocating for regulation for uh, some time now. He's only recently come out uh, in, in favor of it. And he realizes, A, regulation's coming. B, do I want to be in charge of uh, writing that regulation or don't I? Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be, then you know, fight it as long as you want. But this is what happened with Amazon, too. Amazon was against, I think it was the, uh, the sales tax thing yep. until they were for it, um, mm. at which point uh, you know, they get to say or whatever. Um, at one time, it was too yeah, difficult well, for them to, to, to monitor the sales tax in every place they shipped. Until they became big enough to actually make that feasible. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, we could do it now. So now block everybody else. Right. Well, we, we, we the peons, really never know 
what they're doing or what they want, you yeah. know, whether they're being straight or they're or they're You're playing right. us. And every science fiction writer that's ever lived and wrote has wrote on all of these subjects repeatedly. Um, and 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 they didn't they didn't do it just to entertain us. They did they did it to be able to speak out on what they saw going on or they speculated was going on, without being uh, 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 exercised from society by saying it straight out. The the only way they were allowed to say it and and get away with it and make money off of it at the same time was to create the science fiction that they've created, uh, saying all these things that were. Now saying straight out, uh, you, you're talking about dystopian novels like 1984, uh, Brave New World, these sorts of, of things. Yeah, yeah, all all of them. Yeah, all of the science fiction writers, almost every single one of them have, when they were writing some entertainment, it actually was uh, uh, in reality it was more um, nonfiction uh, criticism that uh, disguised as entertainment than it yeah. was anything else, and sure. and and they were correct. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, you know, to answer your question, uh, uh, I don't know what Zuckerberg and all the rest of them are up to because they don't, they don't call us up and tell us. And sometimes, sometimes they, they act straight out because they didn't think in time to, to do double speak when they think in time and they're on top of it, they don't speak straight out. They do double speak and manipulation. So who, who knows? Um, so basically you just need to, to, uh, assume that all of them are out to get you all of the time and try to be one step ahead of them. Um, otherwise, they will get you. Well, historically, historically, they go against regulation while they're in a building phase mm-hmm. until they get big enough. And then to maintain their market dominance, they can they can absorb the cost of regulation and that keeps out because they're big enough because they're to big do that to hire the attorneys or whatever. I think you might be right to, to that extent, Mark, to where Mark Zuckerberg didn't get into Facebook in 2007 or whenever it was that they they first made it demanding regulation or even thinking about it. He just wanted to make a product that attracted college students to, yeah. you know, this platform. And, you know, then it became something else and then it became something else and it became much larger. And then once you get big enough, the government starts sniffing around, right? Oh, yeah. Like as soon as you start making money, then the government's interested in you. Now he's getting called to uh, these congressional hearings and now right. he's got to talk to these <laughs> These people. Congress critters, these shiftless uh, politicians are calling this guy in all the time. He's got things he wants to do. And, and disgruntled consumers and the whole delete Facebook movement. And he's a, he's not a libertarian. He's a statist, right? So, like, he, you know, he dutifully shows up and he, you know, puts on his suit and he sits in front of these people and he gives the best answers that he can. And, and I think you're right. At some point they realize, well, we better be a part of this rather than t- try to array ourselves if against it. If he didn't it go, because- it doesn't matter whether he's a, a, a principled voluntarist. If he didn't go, um, then... Th- the the jobs of all his employees, the people he's actually responsible to, are now at risk um, by these politicians. So he has to go. He has to answer these questions. No, he doesn't. He and well, and you know sand. the politicians would be vindictive as well. Sure they like would. If, if he doesn't right, show right. up, then... Well, Ian doesn't care about these people's lives. No, he politicians? Doesn't. No, he's, I don't he care cares about politicians. About, no, I'm talking about the employees of Facebook. These people, they have children, they mm-hmm. have lives, they have car payments, they have house payments, they love each other, and they do not give a flying flip at a rolling donut what you think about freedom. They don't care. Not my problem. Right. Well, that's, and that's how Zuckerberg feels about your definitions. Mm-hmm. 
Screw Ian. If he ever if he ever heard your name, what definitions like, are we talking about? Here? You you being all worried about whether Mark Zuckerberg is principled for going. Oh, I'm not worried about anything. Testifying in front of Congress. I'm sorry. Did you think I was worried about something? If I'm not I had worried to go testify in front of Congress in order to uh, keep free talk live afloat, I would. I don't think anyone would fault you for that. Yeah. I don't see why I got better things to do than talk to a bunch of scum. Well, really? But if the when the cops come knock on the, the door, station. though, you'll go out and chit chat with them, uh, but you know, and give them all the information they need, and then they lock you up. Uh, no, that's generally not real, true. The, that happened. The real question, Mark, is, is: Would you abuse your fellow citizens to keep your company afloat? Um, you know, the reg. Look, I I'm not even sitting in a position. I can't judge Zuckerberg because I'm not sitting in his position. I think he's wrong, um, and so I'll judge him in so much as that. But um, you know, I. He's just doing what every other company does. That doesn't make it, you know, it doesn't make him fantastically evil. It just makes him normal. It makes him typical. Yeah. Typical yeah. statist so you, running a big made, company. Well, it's also why activism doesn't made, pay and business does. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can be principled and broke, or you can, you know, compromise whatever principles you may have uh, and become a billionaire. And you, made the, and you made the argument that smaller is better. Who made that argument? Mark did uh, uh, unintentionally. How so? In, in, inadvertently. I tend to think that, but uh, please, how so? Um, because when the the recurring theme seems to be as these small ventures discover success and get big, then there's all kinds of abuse created as a result of their existence in a large state, whereas smaller entities uh, don't have that ability to uh, abuse uh, the the general society like the large entities do. And also smaller companies don't seem to be just naturally abusive, whereas large entities, as soon as just by virtue of being large, it seems like they become abusive. It sure does seem that way. Yeah. So eliminate the state, right, and the, the system of abuse, and the large companies will have to provide uh, services to their customers just like the small companies do. Because they can't rely on that heavy hand of government to protect them. Right. I, I, Large companies would have to be more competitive because they wouldn't be enshrined in the law. Yeah, and I would, don't think they would be able to survive that way. That uh, Or know, be as large as they, yeah, they the, are. The economy of scale at some point uh, you know, reaches a second break-even point where um, you know, then it, it no longer makes sense to be quite so large. We've seen the inefficiencies of large systems, yeah. and yep. uh, it's anybody that's worked for a big corporate giant has seen it in real and life. And Clear Channel was pretty efficient in the way that they ran. Um, you know, they they basically let uh, uh, local radio stations operate autonomously. Well, uh, you could say they're efficient, but they went into bankruptcy within the last year. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so <laughs> there is that for a period of time. Well, they, as did their main competitor. They bought heavily uh, during a time when you saw real estate appreciation occurring, and that occur- that had a lot to do with. They're the also heavily regulated and not subject to any real serious competition. Uh, so I wouldn't call them efficient. There's more coming up, though. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you if you want to join us here. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. It's 855-450-3733. We do have the Discord on-air call in line rooms. And they're open and available to you over at discord.lrn.fm. Hop on into any one of those anytime you want because they're open 24-7. I mean, you don't want to hop into the call-in rooms if we're not here, but you can hop into Discord anytime and there's usually people hanging out in there talking about stuff. 
uh, go to discord.lrn.fm. It's one of the myriad of free features that you can find on our website. Freetalklive.com is the main site for this show. It's Ian, Richie, Rich, and Mark in the studio here. And as I mentioned earlier, Rich, uh, you've got your own show. And yep. it's uh, The Anarchist Experience. At anarchistexperience.com. It is a weekly program where you and your co-host. Yep. He's back. So we were talking. Uh, and he's from past- Hawaii, too? Uh, right. He is from Missouri, Missouri, moved to Hawaii, and ah. has made that his home for now. Gotcha. And uh, what did you guys talk about this week? Uh, remember? It was yesterday, right? It was yesterday. Yeah. So we, we got into a little bit of, again, uh, piracy in video games. Arr. Uh Yeah, because uh, I, I, I've been doing a lot of like retro gaming. Yeah, yeah. And I came across like a tweet where there was a, an emulator for the original Nintendo that's a really old emulator, and the this guy like found the source code and released it into the wild. Mm-hmm. And he there was a lot of backlash from him from releasing the source code by the retro community, going like, "You got to respect the original developer's intent." And he didn't want it released as open source. But the entire What's the original developer have to say about it? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see that. But the entire retro community is based around like ROMs that are released into the wild that you know illegally violate, Ill- violate all sorts of. Right. You know, for listeners that don't know, a ROM is essentially you take an old cartridge. If you got the right equipment, you can download from an old NES or Atari cartridge or something. Sure. Download the actual data from the game that's on that cartridge in digital form to a computer, and that way it's easy to just share that game to anybody who wants to download it and then load it up in their emulator. Yep. Now that's not necessarily legal. But, it's almost guaranteed not legal. But you don't ever hear of any prosecutions on this in this area. I've I've never heard of it. Right. Anybody being prosecuted for this? Yeah, I can't imagine that anybody's gonna you know uh, go on eBay right now and type in Super or SNES Classic or NES Classic, and you will see. I don't know if it's hundreds. It's certainly dozens, dozens yeah. of people who have taken these old ROMs from these old video game systems and loaded them up onto these uh, essentially emulators. Yeah. And uh, you can literally, for under 200 bucks in most cases, get thousands of uh, classic video games, more than you could ever play in your lifetime, uh, more than you would ever want to play. Every game you could possibly think of that you might have enjoyed as a kid they're there. They and have homebrew games. They have uh, stand-up console video games now. That, arcade cabinets, you mean? Yeah, arcade yeah. cabinets. Okay, and they'll have sort of a bunch of buttons yep. set up, and they have on them thousands of, of games, classic games. Arcade so games. So you can play, you know, what the, the entire arcade and in one machine, like, huge. A huge arcade, the biggest yeah. arcade you were ever in as a kid. It's got <laughs> all, all those machines and every machine, every game that came before it and yep. after it. It's incredible. Um, and for nothing, you can have that, and you can put that in the the basement, you know, in your man cave or yep. whatever, in the size of for a few hundred bucks yeah, or something, right? You know, you know, what? maybe a few three feet hundred. by you know, a square meter, yeah. basically. These things have been yeah. getting better over time. So you've been experimenting and tinkering with hardware and stuff yeah, a little like that, bit. I'm starting. I'm starting to finally get into modding my own hardware. So I have a few projects that I'm you know in the middle of on that aspect. But it all comes down to you know the the piracy of the the actual games because I'm not about to go and collect the entire piracy is such a harsh word for sharing. Sure. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I'll accept the word sharing. But for again, we're on a general talk. Nintendo radio would show. not agree. However, they have a very bad history of coming down yeah they're one of the IP. worst nintendo actually uh sent i think it was last year I, I believe they sent notices cease and desist notices to all the major rom sites yeah. out there on the internet and got them to pull down um their roms basically but guess who got them first 
the other people on the internet who've had them for years. <laughs> right, they're at the Pirate Bay right now. They're I'm at sure. the Pirate Bay. They're uh, you know on other torrent sites, and there's still some ROM sites that didn't comply. Yep. I don't know what jurisdictions they're located in, but they're still out there. So anybody who is a determined Googler, you know, can eat fig- that Nintendo. <laughs> can figure yep. it out. You little I, switcher. I, I just recently acquired acquired in quotes. Uh, the I- entire like Dreamcast collection and the entire mm. original PlayStation collection because those are two of the projects that so I'm working on. I played Zelda back in God when this would this have the been? first one? Yeah, the must must have been '88 or '87, somewhere around there, '86, like, yeah, so, so, th- thereabouts. Yep, and loved the game. I tried to go back recently and play again, and I'm like, Didn't this is the boring. Same, huh? <laughs> and I left. <laughs> um, I had previously played in like 98. What about what about Jack? Did you try getting Jack to play the original Zelda? Or I is did it not like need two... to encourage my son to play more video okay, games. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, you know, we'll we'll work on that later. But See, and I fired it up this weekend, and I was playing Yars Revenge and Joust on an oh, old, old Atari 2600. Good golden oldies. Yep. Yeah, and I played oh, Final Fantasy VII on mm. Steam. Uh, I bought that, and I never even finished it because it's like, well, you know, this was really, really, really awesome. Yeah, twenty years ago right. when I played it. Uh, yeah, and it's been twenty years. Yeah, it was. You know, it was this awesome, awesome game, and then it's like, you know, I'm just not quite as. I'm just not into it. It was super awesome for you too because you just gotten out of prison at that time. <laughs> Look I'm at like, those graphics; they're <laughs> almost real. You, you went in with the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. It wasn't even and, mine. You know. The only the, the only game that I ever owned. I kind of looked down on those the Super Mario people. They were younger than me. Mm-hmm. They're they're a year younger than me. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I had a 2600 was the only game console I had owned prior to yeah. owning the uh, PlayStation One. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, we're we're kind of uh, middle aged, right? Thirties and forties between the yep. the hosts here tonight, and uh, here we are talking about video games on national talk radio. Right? These are conversations that are likely going to become more common uh, in in the future as uh, the gaming well, audience ages and becomes. You know, the the early programmers from back in the days are probably yep. in their seventies uh, yeah. uh, at this point. I right? was stunned the day that uh, Jason Ring. Brought in Jason the, Rink or Rink? Rink was it our Rink? former co-host? Yeah, former co-host yeah, brought Rink. in the story about how the this first video game had beaten a movie as far as sales go. Yeah, that's right. And nice. that was a big deal when it occurred, and that must have been two thousand and five. Probably that we did at least. that. Um, yeah. So I mean, somebody could look it up, I'm sure, and find out that maybe it was even earlier than that. But I mean, and since then, point, that that trend has continued to right. where video games, there's more money spent on those total than bro- blockbuster movies, right? Voiceover movies. There's a lot of voiceover work that goes into video games. Yeah. Obviously, the um, the animation is extraordinarily expensive. There's hundreds. Of, it's if you watch the credits, if you you know beat a, a newer game, one of these what they call AAA that titles, long. They are like twenty minutes of credits. credits with. I mean, as as long as you would see on a movie longer, with that many names, at least. In a movie. Can't be any longer than a Marvel movie. God, those things just keep on going and going. I, I would put up the the credit scene for Red Dead Redemption Two up against a Marvel movie just for timing. I haven't. Again, I don't. I'm not. I'm not into these things anymore. I I play. Uh, you know, what what are they? Uh, just little phone games, mobile games. Sure. So and, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, it's, I was just going to say. I I just I'm not against modern gaming. It's just right now. You know, I've just I've gotten into the the retro scene a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, and I I do think that. In my opinion, we we've passed like the golden age of gaming, um, only because as great as modern games look, um, it's it's one of those things that I don't think will last as well as the ROMs, simply because you have to you know 
attach it to servers and and you know a lot of modern the, games require an internet connection and just to download, be able to play them. Yeah, and the old games don't. Like right. you have the emulator. Put it in, turn it on. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, I, I really didn't appreciate that. That's about when they lost me. Is when, it, when you put the game in and it's like updating, updating. You got to wait forever and then yeah. you can yeah. play the thing. Right. So I played uh, Star Wars Battlefront and Battlefront Two. And they always wanted you to log on and do it against other people. And I'd considered the notion, but I just That didn't. way those fourteen year olds can pwn you. Right. Because right, they're in there Headshot. seven hours a day. Boom. And and there's nothing wrong with multiplayer games. But if you have yeah. to log on to the internet and download more software which well, plus, means a lot of the servers get turned off over time. So I you mean, lose it, the game. Right. You've got the game, but you can't play it because the servers are off. And yeah. many of them, they don't give you the ability to spin up your own server. Yep. Back in the old days when you had multiplayer games, you could always spin up your own server. And that would keep that game alive as long as anybody was willing to run a server for it. But as long as it's centrally controlled, if it's EA or whoever it is, yep. it's like, well, we've just decided this game isn't really making any money anymore. So turn off the server there goes your experience there goes your 60 dollar game that yep. you, you well know, yeah i mean there's so a lot of games, interesting a lot of games out there that have uh, that you pay to sort of be better at and get these you know little golden nuggets or whatever that make your character loot boxes yeah loot boxes is to be more powerful and then when they decide for whatever reason that the game's done mm-hmm. it's just that's it everything that you bought is gone poof yep and there's nothing you can do about they it they keep the money it'll yeah. be interesting well, when this generation becomes the retro games to see how well this will stack up against like the What current. do they call it though because like in in music for instance they've they've got classic oldies <laughs> and, sure. and then there's like oldies and of course a music a song becomes an oldie after 20 years yeah. so you know when does a video game become retro and what will you you're call that the limp original biscuit? retro <laughs> game you're, you're an oldie <laughs> you know you're old when they're playing your music in the elevator out of time for tonight back tomorrow join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com don't forget to follow us on twitch at twitch.lrn.fm I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you Excuse are? me. There is no video or audio allowed in this office. No, I have work today. This is... You ain't going to make Wait, no. Now. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Why are you running Because you scared me! What am I being detained for? You're being served. What is this? What is this? Bureaucrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree. You can order your copy of the Director's Cut DVD now at victimlesscrimespree.com.